Welcome to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a four-pack of can charge tickets for you on their game on the 25th of this month. We'll get you hooked up with those around 8.30. And coming up at 9 o'clock, it's Tuesday, so it's New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. You're getting new Eminem featuring Beyonce, new Keith Urban, and new Five Finger Death Punch. All part of that huge star-studded lineup for New Turd Tuesday today. We'll also pass out a pair of tickets for Candlebox. Their show. I'll put the Hard Rock Roxino. We'll get you into that at 9.30. Fantone, how are you this morning, buddy? Uh, pretty all right. After Cavaliers' victory last night, come behind. That was, uh, oh, nice. it was exciting stuff right there. A lot of people were upset. Cavaliers were down big, and even into the third quarter, I believe they were down by as many as uh, 22. Wow. But uh, but we're able to pull off the victory out in Madison Square Garden last night. I know uh, I know people are going to, uh, well, they never should have been down that far from the get-go. Well, they won. Well, they won. It goes by wins-losses. Right. That's what, the, that's what the barometer is. Third quarter score does not matter. Rob there. Parker always says sports has the shortest menu in history. It's wins and losses. That's it. That's the shortest menu in history. And he's absolutely right by that. That's what you should care about. Nobody's looking back at the uh, at the New England Atlanta Super Bowl like, man, I can't believe New England fell behind so far at the half, dude. Nope. Can't believe it. No. If you win, it covers up everything else. It's the wins losses that truly oh, cool. matter. So that was good. Yeah, that was good. Um, and other than that, dude, uh, yesterday I was kind of in a funk mood yesterday. And it started, I don't know at what point in the show, but somewhere along the line, I felt like a little. Oh, so this is my fault. No, 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 no. Oh. This is actually an apology to Stansberry here. Where I felt oh. like I felt like yesterday I kind of left a little bit on the table. Felt like I didn't necessarily. It, I, you know, a lot of people talk about when you give 100%, like. What do I want to say here? You expect 100% every day. That's not what you're going to get from people. People have so much they can give on a no, day-to-day like day basis. 85% is what you can expect of people but, most days. But people, you, you've got so much you can give on a day. And maybe some Monday is not as good as Tuesday and Tuesday not as good as Wednesday. But give 100% of what you have that day. And yesterday, I didn't necessarily feel like I did that. So I think it kind of followed me around. Like my girlfriend got home from work and like the entire house was like, like spig and span clean. And like I'd organized two closets. And she was like, what is wrong with you? Like, what did you do today? And I'm, I'm like, leaving. I was, like, I was like, I don't know. I just had a lot of pent up aggression, and I was, I was all frustrated, and blah 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 blah. And she's like, "Well, is everything okay?" And I'm yeah, like, "Yeah, is yeah, everything I just feel okay?" Bad. Yeah, it, 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 honestly, it's just one of those things that you know. I, when you've talked about this before, you feel like when you leave something behind on the show, when you feel like in the rest of the day, it kind of follows it you. Sits it sits with you. Yeah, like, it does. And you kind of sit there, and you're like, "Well, I should have done this, or maybe I should have been in this, or maybe I should have like slapped myself and got my attitude together." Um, but yeah, so yesterday was just kind of a. I, I had the funk on me all day, so it, it was I think just this kind is of a, a personal thing. thing. Okay, because I'll be honest with you i did not feel that way about you at all yesterday really like i did not walk out if you're going man he really just didn't have it today. Now, in a partnership you and i both know that sometimes you've got to carry me and sometimes i have it's to just carry the way you. it is right you did not feel that way yesterday, no though. it okay. was not i was not sitting here okay. going god i gotta yank okay. things out of him okay. where there are okay. days where yeah where it's like god i just gotta yank information out of him right but no i didn't no i right. I, I was never sitting here yesterday going man i'm in this alone today well apology rescinded then so I'll take it back <laughs> No, 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 because you're going to screw up today. Okay. You know, all right, all right. you know what I mean. Like that, that will happen. What's but the, no, uh, let yourself off the hook on that one because right. I, because I, I didn't, re- I, no, I didn't really notice all that. Right. All right, what's the uh, what's the trials and tribulations of Stansberry? What's going Honestly, on man. So like, uh, as you know, I, I t- I've been talking about this a lot. I've been a cord cutter. Okay, right. So I'm without the cable. So like yesterday, I went home. And um, do you feel a little bit of, I don't want to say a sense of superiority, yes. but like there is a little yes. bit of like, I don't know why I'm not reading any more books. <laughs> it's almost like virtue signaling at this point. It is. Like, oh, I'm a cord cutter. Well, all right. So you know what's interesting about that? And and this is actually not what I was planning to talk about, but he brings up an interesting thing here that I want to address. I was actually watching on Netflix the other night. They have done like the decades, like the 60s, the 70s, yeah, and the 80s. CNN, CNN piece, did yeah. them. And I know everybody hates CNN right now, but I rewatched CNN the 80s the right. other night. Right through Netflix, 
And there was a time in this country where people were embarrassed to admit that either A, they had watched, or B, that they were writing for television. Really? Like, people were embarrassed of television. And then in the 80s, it became, like, this is what you watch, and then it became, like, the glamour shows and, like, all this stuff, and it became, like, a place where we all came, you know, kind of came together. And I started thinking about that, and I was like, man, it's interesting, because I really do, you're right, there is a little bit of me, it's like when you quit smoking. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I've done something you can't do. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I've been trying to keep it in check because I don't want to be one of those people because I had quit smoking and I had been really annoying about that. By the way, it'll be five years coming up in there January if we make it, <laughs> if we make it. But it's been, you know, it's been almost five years. But so anyway, so yesterday I went home and I started playing a little bit of Call of Duty. Okay. And then I had to stop playing it. And for those of you that, that play online video games, you know there's a communicator. Now, I, don't ha- I have a headset. I don't use it. But you can like, put a headset on. You'll be able to hear in your like, earphones, and then like, you have a microphone so you can talk to the other players. Right. Now, I choose not to do that. And uh, it, be, it, just, it, it gets wildly annoying. And you can mute the whole lobby if you want. But I had forgotten to do it. And I had to back out of like a really good Call of Duty lobby yesterday because one of the players, White, would not stop calling everybody in the room and enter when he got mad at what they were doing. Jeez. And he would, he would say things like this, like, what a bunch of Negroes you guys are. And I was just Jeez. like, and it, this is what everybody says when you talk about this. Well, yeah, man, I mean, 15-year-olds play the game. And it's like, dude, I can hear the guy's voice. He's not 15. He's 28, which is why I tweeted about it and which is why I'm talking about it now. Because, Phantom, the amount of guys who listen to us that play Call of Duty is probably in the in the thousands, in, in like the tens of thousands. And so, dude, if you're listening right now and that's the way you talk on that thing, you're awful. So, and I don't want to play games with you. And he was going hard ERs as opposed to AS. I mean, like, he was going like, oh, yeah. like okay. No, it was to put you down and using it in a in a and it's, it's not that there's detrimentally ever, using the word there's never like a positive way of like hey i'm gonna use this but like okay yeah, it's not really uplifting okay okay so i mean i i guess i guess when you when you're in an anonymous situation the worst of people is going to come out especially once you, once you put them into like a competitive anonymous situation um but the thing i'll say about that is and like i get it because when you're online you feel different you feel like you're bulletproof yeah, but it's this is all done by like like email address, like everything else. Like how how, how hard could it be for me to find you? How long is it going to be until somebody is going into these games, waiting, finding out username, like you know, smoke smoke bud four twenty, and you're not allowed to play anymore? Well, it's either not allowed to play anymore, or you expose them. You say, hey, this kid's name is Jonathan. You know, Jonathan well, that does White, happen. And this kid's name is blah blah blah. There like, are okay. there, there are YouTube videos of people oh, point, pointing sure. this stuff out. Yeah, a- absolutely. And actually, like, there's another game coming out this Friday. It's the Star Wars series Battlefront. Right. And they don't have a game communicator. And I would imagine it's because that franchise is now owned by Disney. And Disney realizes, you know what? We don't want obscenities next to our products. We don't want that. I don't know that to be true. I'm just assuming that's been Star Wars' thing. Makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) It makes sense to me. But, I mean, it's awful. I mean, it's awful. And so, like, I backed out of the lobby, and it was like, man, I was having a great game. I was playing well. I, I obviously was, like, matched up perfectly with other players. But it's like... Dude, I got to get out of this. It just, and people were like, why didn't you just mute? Yeah, absolutely. You can, and I normally do. But there was part of me that was like, I don't want to be enter- entertaining myself with this kind of person. Like, okay. I don't want to be doing it. Okay. Like, I know, like, that's a, I'm setting a standard that I won't be able to keep myself to with video games. I understand that. But just, there was something about it yesterday where I was like, oh my God, dude, I just forget sometimes how awful 
the average person is. Like I just sometimes I just forget that, and then I ended up watching a little bit of. Field of Dreams okay. with Kevin Costner. Okay. So I was like, all right, just turn on Netflix. And the next thing I know, dude, there, okay. like I, dude, I passed right out. Like I was, dude, I was asleep. So I slept all day yesterday. I'm actually feeling really good. We'll get you hooked up with those charge tickets at 830, Candlebox tickets at 930 during New Tour Tuesday. And Britt McHenry is super pissed about Colin Kaepernick being on the cover of GQ. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword CASH to 200-200. You'll get a 106.9. And welcome back to the Sands Ray Show, Rock 106.9. We'll pass out a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge. Their game on the 25th of this month at 8.30 is when you get those. Very exciting times, dude. Canton Charge basketball returns to the Civic Center Wednesday night. Taking on the Memphis Hustle. I will be out there on the court. Tickets still available. Cantoncharge.com. Uh, Stansbury going to be making an appearance I'm going well. tomorrow. I am. I am going tomorrow indeed. Although I might end up buying a piece of merch from the from the opposing team. They're named the Hustle. The Hustle, dude. Honestly, the G League knows what's up, bro. They like honestly do. They make it sound cool. The, even the G League the sounds G cool. League. Yeah. yeah. It just sounds like 50 Cent came up with it. <laughs> My uh, my boss Andy is so excited to meet you. He texted me yesterday. He's like, "Stansbury's still coming, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, but you know me. Like, you can be excited about seeing me." He's like, "No, dude, Stansbury's gonna be there." Damn right. right. No, I'll tell you why. The concession stand is well priced. <laughs> no, it is. Like, dude, uh, those Canton prices at the concession stand are amazing. I remember the first when I first moved down here. And I went to one of those. Right. I was like, oh my God, dude, six bucks to park yep. my car. And like nachos are three bucks, not 20. Yep. And I was like, dude, this place is going to be great. Tickets start as low as just 850. So, uh, you you know, you don't have to, to drop a ton of money to have a good time. No. Wednesday night, tomorrow night. Damn, dude. Yeah, no, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So yesterday we touched on this a little bit. And actually I was wrong. I had thought that they had named... Colin Kaepernick Man of the Year, GQ. What they have done now is they've done Citizen of the Year. My guess is, is this is so they can make both sexes available as to not be like, you know, roasted over Twitter. Oh my, oh my God, Man of the Year. I'm sure, I'm sure that that's probably part of it. Right, but I, I, I think it's fair to say GQ's been pretty heavily roasted at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh yeah. One way or the other, no matter what you do nowadays, it's like, nope, someone's coming for you. So they had a couple of you know, different you know, covers there. They had the Gal Gadot woman, I believe that's her name, from, um, from Wonder Woman. I, we, I, I was told yesterday it's a hard T at the end. Gal Gadot? Gadot. Is what I was told. Oh, I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that either. That's possible. That. Okay. okay, she was in Wonder Woman. She did a fantastic job with that, by the way. Um, it was like a huge success. She was one of them. Um, I forget who the third person was. There was, was, you know, there were alternate. Oh, Kevin Durant was one of them. And then they put Colin Kaepernick on it. Okay. And I remember I had said yesterday, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, the guy started something last year that permeated all through this year. It's still continuing. It's still part of a conversation. Huge part of the conversation. I mean, uh, you can agree or disagree with the points that are trying to be made, but but he was is, newsworthy. It has been a huge story this year. And I mean, newsworthy is really what these covers of these magazines, when it's Man of the Year, Citizen of the Year, Woman of the Year, no matter what you're saying what you're saying is this person made news correct that's what it is it's never like the best person or this and that they made news and colin kaepernick whether you like what he made news for or not made the news like he did he made news we talked about him all the time on this show we're not even news but we you know we give you you know an insight to what's going on in the world and i mean how many times did i have to spend my morning talking about colin kaepernick too many yeah i mean even more than news the guy drove the national conversation and i think that's where it really is in one of america's most favorite things which is the nfl and now then and everything what it, it, it it got both sides going 
It got both people like, well, I'm boycotting the NFL because he doesn't have a job. Well, I'm boycotting the NFL because you're letting him kneel. And meanwhile, dude, nobody's boycotting yeah. the NFL. Literally, nobody is doing it. I'm just watching the NFL because I like pro football. Just, just watching. <laughs> yes, right. That's, that's who. I, that's what I'm doing. I'm watching games because I like games, and I like betting games. But people were really upset about Colin Kaepernick being on the cover of this magazine. I knew they would be. And Britt McHenry is one of them. And apparently she used to be an ESPN reporter. Yeah, you'll remember her. Remember she was the ESPN reporter. She smoked show, dude. Yeah, she is hot. Really good looking blonde chick. Uh, But she's the one who went nuts on that tow truck driver. Don't you know who I am? Blah, 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 blah. Remember that? Oh, yeah. We played that audio. Yeah, she went nuts on that tow truck driver. That's Britt McHenry. Okay. All right. All right. There you go. You're right. I forgot about that story. So she took issue with Colin Kaepernick being on the cover. She says, let me get this straight. You wear socks depicting police officers as pigs, which he did do. You wear a Fidel Castro as a fashion statement in Miami on his T-shirt. He did do. You sue the NFL for collusion when your girlfriend compares owners to slave owners, which he did do. And you win Citizen of the Year. She wrote, serve in the U.S. military? Nothing. What a joke, GQ. Hashtag Kaepernick. Again, this, this is not about who did the most for society. This is about newsmakers. And that's exactly what he was. He was a newsmaker. I don't agree with what he did. I'm not. I'm not wild about what he did. But he did make waves. And, and really, at the end of the day, it's not about. It's not about what he did. It's not about the news that he made. It's about selling magazines, right? And it's about getting attention drawn onto yourself. And yeah, could you could you go out and find some community activist or some member of the community? Or well, she's found one. Who's who's far better? Sure, she you found could. one. Who's that? She found an NFL player that's better. Okay. And she's not wrong here. Okay. But she says J.J. Watt raised $37 million for Hurricane Harvey victims. $37 million. But Kaepernick refuses to stand for our national anthem a year ago, and he's Citizen of the Year. Right. That's what she has to say. Now, she's making a decent point there in J.J. Watt. But what I will tell you, America in Canton, Ohio, is that that is not a statement against GQ. It's a statement against us. Because what makes us want to go to GQ? What makes us want to talk about GQ? Colin Kaepernick. If they put JJ Watt on the cover of this, it's you're gonna most of you are gonna think this, sadly. That was like two months ago, Harvey. Oh yeah. Like that's what you're gonna think. You've had you've had three major hurricanes since then, so much like anything else, the attention span of the country not all that long. Um and I mean Yes. So, is that something great that JJ Watt did? Of She's course. making a decent point, but it's not necessarily against GQ. Couldn't I make the argument of well, JJ Watt? He's a pro football player, and of course, he has the ability to make that thirty-seven million. What about the guy who was out there in Hurricane Harvey, pulling old people out of the retirement home, putting them on a boat? Saying that's bravery, like, right? Isn't that, yeah. isn't that the real? That's the conversation of the year. Now, here's where this gets interesting for Britt McHenry is. Again, because she's anti-Kaepernick and pro-J.J. Watt, she's going to be painted as a racist. But what I will warn Britt McHenry is this, is that you're pointing out J.J. Watt because he did something very positive, raising the $37 million for Hurricane Harvey victims, which we can all agree that's positive, right? right? I would agree that that's positive. However, there's going to be a huge section of this country, huge, probably underreported, that views Colin Kaepernick raising awareness of police brutality and racial inequality in this country as positive. So despite whether you like his methods or not, the pig socks were awful, I agree. The Fidel Castro shirt in Miami, probably not the best call, agreed. 
okay? But he, he did raise awareness, or at least that was the attempt, of police brutality and racial inequality in this country. There are going to be people who view that as a positive, and they read magazines too. Stop making this about the fact that only white people buy GQ. And, and whatever happened to... Not caring what actually, other black dudes are way more stylish. True, true. I mean, true. not even close. But whatever happened to okay? I don't care what your opinion is. Why do you care who the GQ citizen of the year is? Who was the GQ citizen of the year last year? Well, you have zero clue. So people been pointing this out, right? And I guess some guys that have won it, two of the guys that have won it, and the right wingers love pointing this out right now, are Kevin Spacey and Louis C.K. Have won Citizen of the Year before? I, I, I know they were on the cover. I don't know if it was actually the Citizen of the Year, but I mean, welcome to covers of magazines. A magazine can't know what some guy's going to do or has done or this and that. So don't make it about the fact that, of course, GQ's putting Colin Kaepernick on the cover because they get the back of Kevin Spacey. That's not what happened. And and yes, yes, that is not what happened. It's not like those allegations. They're came not putting out them on the cover next now. month, right? They're not doing it now. And like, I, I, I guess when it comes to these sexual assaults and these sexual allegations and crimes that are getting tossed all over the place. I know this isn't going to happen, but let's stop using that as the point of, like, well, my side's better. It's because, dude, there are perverts and predators on every side of every story that you've ever heard in your life. It's not like, oh, dude, sexual deviants are exclusive to liberals. Or, oh, dude, molesters are exclusive to the, to the right wing. No, dude, everywhere. Conservatives, everywhere. conservatives, let me just tell you, you got to dial down the Kevin Spacey, Louis C.K. are awful and like and like our side's better. You guys got Roy Moore going on right now. Like, you can't act like Louis C.K.'s like the worst thing in the world and then get the back of Roy Moore. The hell are you guys doing? Let's let's agree, and I know we can't, but let's agree that no matter what side you're on, no matter what side you represent, under age, the age of eighteen is not okay. Sexual assault is not okay. Yeah, that's no a good one. I like are, that one. No matter what you have going on, I'm against that. I'm against that. It doesn't matter what your what your political beliefs are. I'm being told now via Twitter, and this is a decent point. Maybe he should be named Newsmaker of the Year, not Citizen of the Year. Okay, again, now they picked the wrong word. But they picked a word that could be applied to both men and women as to not have a man of the year anymore in today's society. That's ex- I'm telling you that's exactly what happened there. And what, now what we're going to do is you and I are going to debate over what proper citizen means. Where this does mean newsmaker. So... He has been, my point, Critter, is that he has been named Newsmaker of the Year. They're just calling it Citizen. GQ has every right to use the criteria they see fit to decide on Citizen of the Year. And whether you agree or disagree is is inconsequential to that. Were you reading GQ last week? Because my guess is no. Because I'm he- GQ, never gonna read it again. Because I'm hearing this: any uh, magazine for rich people that supports Keith Olbermann is cutting off its nose despite its face. And yet, and, and except for, by the way, you guys always go here. You guys always go here, except for the fact that this is the most talked about GQ cover in the last five years. This, I guarantee you, this issue is going to sell more than anyone else. So no, they're not cutting off their nose despite their face. What they're doing is saying, you know what? There's a real conversation on the other side of this. It's going to make people really uncomfortable, but we can't ignore it. That's what's really happening here. you got to remember that. There are going to be people in this country that view what Colin Kaepernick does as positive, as like ringing the alarm of, look, this is still happening to us. There are people who view that as positive, and they're not all black. A lot of them are white. A lot of them are Hispanic. A lot of them are Asian. you got to quit making this about you and the America that you want. I disliked what Colin Kaepernick did. I would prefer the athletes to stand. But I've had, 
I've had veterans who have served this country who listen to the show tell me, dude, that's exactly why I served. So people can express their opinion. There are people who are who view what he did as positive. Just because it wasn't raising $37 million for people who lost their homes doesn't mean it wasn't positive for a couple of different communities. It just wasn't positive for you. But that $37 million that J.J. Watt raised wasn't positive for you either. So would he be Citizen of the Year for you? Probably not. Probably not. We have figured out, well, not we, but Men's Health has figured out. We figured out nothing. Men's no, not a thing. Men's health has figured out the best sex position for your penis size. We'll give you those next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Win your way into the Canton Charge game on the 25th. We'll do that at 8:30 this morning. Also should make you aware of this. Your first, uh, not actually your first, your second opportunity to score so yourself $1,000 happens at 710 this morning. Look at me burying the lead. Cash money right there. Man, my boss going to be mad about that one. Burying yeah. the lead. Can't do it. He'll get over it. So I think it was, it was a couple of years ago we were talking about sex positions on the program. Mm-hmm. And I had said something about reverse cowgirl, mm-hmm. and Fantone had said to me, well, yeah, dude, not everybody can do that because their penis isn't big enough for mm-hmm. it, and I didn't realize that that was an issue. I didn't realize that that was like a real thing. Yeah, I would say you'd have to have at least an average, if not over average, penis for a reverse cowgirl to really be effective there. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. And so uh, Men's Health has put out a list of sex positions for your penis size, Okay. So we're going to start here with the big penis, because okay. I feel like let's disperse with the thing none of us need. Right. <laughs> Just we'll get it out. And they say spend 10 to 15 minutes in foreplay to help her expand to make room for you. Okay. Use lube. Okay. No matter what you think, use lube. If you've got a big penis, she's going to need it. All right. And have her lean over your body with her hands on either side of your head on the floor or a mattress as if you're about to do a push-up. It also helps for you to bend your knees so you can lean back for support. Have her lean over your body with her hands on either side of your head or the mattress. Okay, so she's leaning over top of you, so her like, boobs are hanging in your face, correct? If I have this right? Seems like it. As if you're about to do a put. Oh, she's about to do a push-up then. And then if we bend our knees so you can lean back for support. Okay, okay, okay. So essentially she's on top, and, and, and that makes sense if you have a big penis just because then she has the control of the depth of the of the of the pace and all that stuff. If you've got this, you know, giant, you know She controls how hard the Titanic hits the iceberg. Right. If yeah. you've got a five dollar yeah. foot long that you're working with there, it's understandable why you're like, dude, taking it to pound town and she's like, Good lord, I need an aspirin. Like I I I, I get that. Okay, fair point. Fair point. So we'll move over then to the smaller than six inches of penises. All right. All right. All right. They say go rear entry if you have a small penis. That was Debbie Herbernick, a uh, PhD, a sex researcher at Indiana University. This offers you deeper penetration, she says. Rest her head and shoulders on a pillow. Mm -hmm. Lift her butt up. Mm -hmm. Then have her squeeze her thighs. The tighter her legs, the snugger the fit. Avoid lube in this scenario. With a smaller guy, friction is your friend. A little bit of sandpaper down there and just get it going. Friction is your friend. Um, I, dude, I, now listen, I know there's guys out there that have a smaller than average penis, but like, how tough of a conversation is that with your girlfriend where it's like, babe, I know, listen, I, I know it's not as big as other ones that you've had. If you just squeeze your thighs together, maybe it'll work, though. Dude, that's got to be the 
worst. The worst. Yeah, it can't be real comfortable. No, dude. What a terrible conversation. Meanwhile, dude, sitcoms are dealing with where people want to go to have dinner is like the most annoying conversation. <laughs> this, this would be worse than that. They say if you have a bendy penis, if you have a slight sideways shape, right, sometimes they'll curve like that. Yeah. Stand next to the mattress while she lies on it, says, uh, says the sex researcher. Alternating, alternate angling her to one side, then on the other, almost curled in a ball. You can use your shoulders for support while okay. you thrust and find which of the positions feels best for her, depending on which direction your penis bends. I um, We've been talking about this ever since, what was it, a Browns game you went to or an Indians game or something? There was that curved penis. The, the ketchup bottle was bent, and they were talking about bent penis syndrome, and I didn't know it was like enough for a, like an advertisement. I, I didn't know I, that. I mean, and I guess it's one of those things that, like, what's one of my buddies going to be like, yo, dude, the D has all sorts of bent. Look but, at the like, bend on this thing. But, like, I my just, buddy John was early on that. Like, he was, uh, I mean, it was early talking about the bend of his penis. I had his no, girlfriend loves it. I had no idea. Well, yeah, I mean, like, because it's, it's curved upwards, right? It's not like it's a straight, perfectly straight line, but like when it gets to be a problem or you have to change sex positions, I almost want to say, like, dude, do you need to go see a doctor or something? Maybe. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe this is sex positions for your penis size. Now let's let let's get to the rest of us, the average male penis here. Okay. They say most positions are going to be fair game for you when you have an average sized penis. So experiment. Okay. But she suggests the crouching dragon. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> now, I've read a lot of these like kind of books and stuff. I don't remember the crouching dragon. All right. Wrap her arms around your shoulders and her legs around your midsection before you crouch down in a squat so that your body makes a human chair for you. Press her body closely up against yours and grind. Dude, you're going to end up in the hospital. What are we telling people this Hold on a second. I, I got to stay it. I'll figure this one out. Squat All right. Down, yeah. So she's going to wrap her arms around me. Uh-huh. There her arms go. Uh-huh. Don't you stay there. Don't, <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't need you to play this role. I'm looking at this. Right? So it wraps her arms around your shoulders. Her legs are around me. And then I crouch down, like so. I got to do like a like a like a wall squat. Like a wall squat. Yeah, you're standing there, dude. You can't hold that for ten seconds with nobody around you. What are you gonna do when she's naked? What? I'm gonna drop her ass on the floor. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then she's gonna have a real close look to it, and I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, look how dirty that floor is. No sex until you get Mister Clean out of the closet. You're shot at a thousand dollars, and we'll also get you uh, all the information you need about that tragedy that happened yesterday in Maslin. You get both next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9. A couple of minutes away now from getting hooked up with $1,000. We'll give you your next keyword at 710. Also coming up at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday. New Eminem featuring Beyonce. New Keith Urban. New Five Finger Death Punch. All part of that. Star studded right there. Yeah, it's going to be good. I like it. Looking forward to that. So I had taken a pretty serious nap during the day yesterday. And I woke up and there were some text messages on my phone. One of which was from Matt Fantone saying, hey man. Something serious is going down in Maslin. Make sure you're, you know, you're boned up on that. And I woke up and I was just like, all right, well, I mean, because you and I really don't text each other a lot during the day. No, it's usually email. Yeah, emails like the the standard of like, hey, here's a story about boners and blah 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 blah. And like, but when it comes to something that it's important, make it's sure you local, see this, right? I you know, I wanted to make sure you saw it. So I woke up and that was like the first thing I saw. So I texted him right back. I was like, sorry, man, I wasn't avoiding you. I just, you know, I had been asleep and I, ha- I hadn't been aware. All right, but this happened yesterday. In a hospital parking lot in Maslin, the Affinity Medical Center, I believe, is where this was. Correct. And two people are now dead after police say a man walked up 
to a doctor in the parking lot, shot him, and then turned the gun on himself. They say he walked up to the doctor in a hospital parking lot, shot him, shot himself. It happened uh, outside the Affinity Medical Center. This is from WKYC.com. The victim, a cardiologist, and a father of 13. Jeez. That's a lot, man. That is a lot that's a lot. I, no matter what your salary is, I think that's a lot. I, I, I'm not going to, I don't want to be mean right now, obviously, as the guy's no longer with us, but 13 seems like a lot. The motive, people are going to be very curious, like what made this happen, right? right? Police say he and the gunman shared a mutual love interest. And I was, that would have been on my list of things. When, when yeah. you first sent me the text and when I woke up and I read it, I was like, okay, my, my guess was somebody died in the hospital and like the husband got mad, his wife died, felt like it was, you know, wrongful death. You know right, what I mean? Right, and right, like, right, right, you know, right. you could have done more. You, you could have, have saved done, my or, wife okay. and you didn't. So okay. now I'm taking an eye for an eye. That's what I thought this was going to be. But, you know, mutual love interest. That's how I mean, honestly, that's how a gun gets brandished a lot. Right. I mean, not a, not a stretch to think that my first thought once once details started coming out, but weren't exactly clear. I thought this was a husband shot a wife. Then shot himself, you know, or an ex Oh, his wife was the doctor, you think? Right, 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 right. right. Um, A big part of the problem yesterday was, and I think maybe you got to miss a little bit of it because you were asleep or or checked out for a minute, in the sense of, as soon as this happened yesterday, social media, boom, had the slightest little, like, hey, shooting in Maslin, and it automatically turned into 100 dead bodies, mass shooter in Maslin, he's going around, he's shooting everyone. Oh, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, people were losing their minds, dude, and there was so much misinformation within that first hour of when it all kind of happened. There was a part of me is like, dude, is this a random mass shooting? Now or is I, this, you know, I know they did lock the school down as right. a precaution, but then it like had reopened. Yeah, as soon as police found that the shooter had shot himself and was dead, the, they, they lifted it. And that makes sense. That's I mean, how it should go. If you've got a gunman in your city, I understand why it's like, you know what? Let's just keep the kids in the building. You know, and, 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 and right, right. That, that's where they're supposed to be anyway. A logical thing there. I'm totally I felt like fine that with that. It. Was okay. They say the police do as Dr. George Cease left Affinity Hospital and walked to get inside his car. A black Denali um, had approached by Michael Wood. That's who had been driving that. The shooter comes around from around the white Jeep that backed in there and comes forward and fires, says Massillon Police Chief Keith Moser, I believe is his name. Multiple shots were fired, as many as five, hitting Dr. Cease at least twice. Uh, the commotion scared people nearby. Um, this is from somebody who lives in the neighborhood there. Uh, Michael Searfoss said, I heard gunshots and I just didn't know what was going on. He lives in that neighborhood. I got down to my house as fast as I could and stayed inside. And that's exactly what you probably should do. Police say Wood then shot himself. He and Cease were rushed inside the hospital where they were both pronounced dead at the scene. Online profiles say Dr. George Cease, known as Skip, was a cardiologist practicing for more than 20 years. Wow. Had 13 children as well as grandchildren. He loved sports and fishing. Now gone. Police say because of sharing a love interest with the shooter. Yeah, there's a um, a woman that I went to high school with that is now a nurse down at Affinity, and she uh, she was obviously very broken up about this yesterday, and just was like, he was one of the good guys. He was one of the guys. He had that, worked, you I know, mean, he had been a cardiologist like 20 years. Right. She that Jeez. he was he was one of the doctors that she always felt like was you know respectful and knew what he was doing and all these different things. So yeah, I mean, it's a terrible terrible it situation. Just, it just goes to show you, you just never know about stuff, and. Uh, I don't know who the mutual love interest was. I don't know who she was dating and who she wasn't and, like, who thought they had a relationship with her and who didn't. But, like, 
you got to be careful about these kinds of things. Like this is why I ask women all the time. When was the last time you were in a relationship? Right. Like, and because do women lie to me all the time? No, I don't have a boyfriend. And then secretly Facebook's like, no, dude, that's my buddy's girlfriend. Like that happens to me all the time. Well, yeah. And the last thing you want to do is find yourself in a situation like that. But you just don't know what, uh, you know, you don't, you don't know what anybody's capable of, None. Let, alone, let alone anybody in their past. You know what I'm saying? You start dating this woman. You think everything's going fine. Going She's fine. not crazy. But her ex, her ex-boyfriend, her ex-husband or whatever the case is there. And all of a sudden you find yourself in a perilous situation. Can you imagine being that woman? today like can you imagine no. the guilt in the in the pain that she's going because through because people oh. in Maslin do know who it is of course they do you know what i mean of the course. town's too small like it's it's i'm telling you this is being talked about in the and like the breakfast diners and like that kind of stuff and yeah her name is probably being run through the mud today i would imagine just that that's how just that's just how people are and yeah i don't know who that is but i can only Terrible. imagine i mean dude she is going to be by the community she will be blamed for what happened uh, here i don't know if that's right or wrong i you know what i mean i don't know no. what her it's story wrong. was it's wrong it's no matter well what yeah happens. i mean she didn't shoot anyone even if, even if you're cheating on if, if your nobody husband, deserves this nobody deserves to right be that's fair down like an animal like that is terrible. a that's a fair statement as absolutely 100 fair we have a thousand dollars up for grabs every single hour on the program your next opportunities right now your shot at one thousand dollars now text the keyword luck to 200 200 you'll get 1069 and welcome back to the sansbury show on rock 1069 810, your next opportunity at $1,000. We'll pass that out. Also, 830, a four-pack of tickets for the Can't Charge game. Their game on the 25th. However, their home opener is tomorrow. Tickets still available for that starting at, uh, what, 8 bucks? Yeah, 850 dude. You can oh, get into the door. Well, dude, <laughs> I don't know. Man, now we're talking a little bit too high. Uh, but no, man, you can't beat the price. And honestly, you can't beat the action either. I know the Cavaliers won last night. Back to 500 people feeling good about basketball again. Um, but the big complaint you make against the Cavaliers is, well, they're not trying. It's November. It's not the real season yet. Dude, G League players go out there and bust their ass every single night. That's true. Um, you know, uh, friend That's of the true. pro. Program, John Holland. I'm going to try to see if we can get in here a little bit tomorrow, see if we can get him in, but uh, he put up 43, I think it was, the other night, so hopefully nice. another big performance from him. NBA champion Kendrick Perkins will be taking the floor as well, so uh, exciting times at the Civic Center. Hashtag charge up. I like it. I look forward to going to that game tomorrow. So, the transsexual issue has been all over the news for a few years now. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, where was it? Was it Connecticut? That just elected a a transgender um, state senator. I state believe, senator, yeah. it was. Yeah, uh, I, I forget exactly where that happened, but that did happen. Now, transgender people obviously have existed for quite a while, longer Long than a couple of years. Um, but you know, we've brought this up before, where it does seem like this is an issue that's moving pretty swiftly. It's moving really fast. From yeah. from. You don't get to pee here to now you're a state senator. That seems very fast to me. Five years ago, this really was not an issue in the mainstream conversation. No. It wasn't. Now, all of a sudden, it's almost like... Everywhere. I don't want to say it's acceptable because I still think there's big groups of people who don't feel that way, but it's definitely a lot more than it was. I, I think acceptable is all right because by your math, what you just used, being gay wouldn't be acceptable because there's still a large portion of the people who okay. are anti-gay. So okay. I, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying there. But... Rachel Dolezal was this woman that was out in the news for being transracial, right? right? She was passing herself off as a black woman. We ended up finding out that that was not true. She was actually born to two white parents, and it was not true. And now out of Tampa, Florida, of all places. Shocker, Tampa. Who would have ever guessed that some news story was coming out of Tampa? Jadu, and I hope I'm having this right. It's J-A-D-U, Jadu. Jadu. 
considers himself a Filipino. This is transracial. Jadu was born a white male named Adam, but he now considers himself to be a Filipino. And he was riding down the street in what is being referred to by WKYC.com as a flamboyant purple vehicle. Okay. Jadu shows up to the coffee shop to open up about his new identity, and apparently that purple vehicle is called a tuk-tuk, which is an Asian-derived vehicle used for public transit in the Philippines, he says. Yeah, I understand there's going to be cultural differences in, you know, from, from the Philippines to here, but I didn't know that like cars were a different, you know what I'm saying? Like I never would have known. I would have figured they were driving Ford Tauruses just like I didn't us. know that, right? Yeah. Jadu is a part of a small but growing community of people who considers themselves transracial, refers to somebody being born at one race, but identifies with another. Now they say, does this sound weird to you? It does not sound weird to them. Jadu says he grew up enjoying Filipino food, events, and the overall culture. And goes on to say that whenever I'm around the music, around the food, I feel like I'm in my own skin, he says. Okay. Should also be pointed out he's got long purple hair. I'd I'd watch the History Channel sometimes for hours, and you know whenever it came to that, and you know nothing else intrigued me more but the things about Filipino culture. And they bring up Rachel Dolezal on this. Right. And and, and bring this up. Now, I got to be careful here because I can't call this crazy. Because if I do that, I'm lumping in transgender people with that. Okay. okay. But you got to be careful about these types of issues. All right. Because you got to realize that even though some of this might be real, and maybe even this guy really feels this way, right. there are going to be a huge portion of people in this country who just look to push envelopes for the sake of pushing an envelope. Yeah. And that's why you got to be careful about opening up your arms and embracing everything. You got to be careful here. And as uh, some of you are saying, well, of course you feel that way. You're hateful, right? I'll remind you what's going to happen when we catch a dude from Alliance at 45 years old with a young woman, and he's telling you he identifies as a 14-year-old boy. You can't call it crazy because then we would have to admit that transgender is crazy and that transracial is crazy. See what I'm saying? You got to be careful here about what we do and what we accept and what we don't. Not that you can't accept it, but we have to think it through all the way down the field. Well, and I mean, I guess that's really going to be a part of all these conversations as we as we kind of navigate this new world that we live in and, and, and this evolution of society. And yeah, there's going to have to be conversations. And I, I think there's a point there of like, you can express your, I don't want to say discomfort with it, or but your disapproval of it without necessarily turning it into you don't have the right necessarily to be that person that you want to be. Um, as far as this goes... I guess, like, I understand that there's plenty of examples of cultures being infatuated with other cultures. I mean, like, how many dudes out there listening currently, white dudes, have an, have a have a you know Chinese character for water or whatever tattooed on them? Humanity, I mean, countless, right? Yeah, uh, thousands, uh, right? Like, Women too, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, literally thousands. Um, and uh, you know, I, I this got brought up earlier in the year when um when Jeremy Lin had dreadlocks and Ken uh, Kenya Martin came out and was like, oh, man, you're appropriating our culture, blah 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 blah. And Jeremy Lin's like, bro, you've got Chinese characters tattooed on your body. It's a respecting to each other. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a, I res- a good point. I respect your culture. I didn't know I under- about that. I understand your point. culture. Like, 
at the very least, you know. Yeah, appropriating culture is just saying that's kind of cool. Like, that's what appropriating culture is. The problem that you get with that is that you're going to take the things that you like. Like, dude, I like rap music, and I like the way that saggy pants look, and I like that, but you don't have to deal with any of the negative consequences of being an African-American in America. You know what I mean? Like, I can turn the white on real quick when when, when the cops pull off. That's a little crybaby. It's a little crybaby. Here's the thing, dude. Like, dude, like, honestly, some of those conversations on that side kind of annoy me, right? Because we've excused rappers forever for talking about what they talk about. Because what? They're just speaking about what they, every rapper says this. Well, of course I talk about drug dealers, pimps, and murderers. Because when I look out my window, that's the only thing I see are drug dealers, pimps, and murderers. And yet when a cop rolls through that neighborhood and all he sees is drunks, pimps, and, and murderers, he's now a racist. We got to dial some of that down. Well, yeah, but I mean. That we got to dial some of it down. I, I think that's kind of a separate point there of like, you know, if, 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 if you're accurately reporting on what your culture is, then you can understand why there's these issues within it. But I think when it comes to using other people's cultures, whether it's. You know, I think that point still stands. I think appropriating culture ultimately uh, is one of the things that could end racism. Wanting to borrow things from each other's culture, then doesn't that break down the barriers of, of you being different? The answer is yes. Yes, and I, I I I think there's points there. I just think that on you know on there's also, I think the appropriating the culture issue is one of the is one of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard. Doctor Stacy Schechner is a licensed psychologist with a BA from Washington University. You got to remember, going to be super liberal out there in Washington. Plus, uh, she's got a doctorate from Florida State, and she hasn't had a client who wanted to change their race, but has worked with many clients wanting to change their body in some way. She says here, if someone feels that they feel at home with a certain religion, a certain race, or a certain culture. I think that if that's who they really feel like they are inside, it's about finding out who you are. The more knowledge you have of yourself, the happier you can be. She says, as long as they're not hurting yourself or anyone else, I don't see a problem with that. Jadu hasn't told his family yet because he believes they will laugh at the notion of changing your ethnicity. I would agree I'm going to laugh at changing your ethnicity. I am. I'm going to, I, and which I don't understand why. Because I know a lot of, what a lot of you are thinking is like, well, dude, you've kind of gotten the back of the transgender issue, and I have. What what's the difference? Do you feel like I I don't know. And why is I don't know. I'm a total hypocrite here. Why isn't this Philip or what's Jadu? Why isn't he just appropriating the culture? And you don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with appropriating the culture. I do worry that this. I have said even about the transgender issue that I don't think it's craziness, but I do believe there are a lot of people who are coming out and telling you that they feel as if they're transgender over sexual confusion, not craziness. I've talked about this as a guy who was molested as a child by a neighbor. I grew up questioning my sexuality every day. As a matter of fact, as a 41-year-old man, I still do it. There are still times where I do it. And I think that if the transgender issue had been all over the news and blogs and all this stuff while I was growing up, I would have been sitting there in my bedroom in my parents' house, a confused teenager going, well, maybe that's what's going on with me. And in reality, that's not what was going on with me. I think that's what's happening a lot with this transgender issue today. I don't think a four-year-old is transgender. I'm sorry. I don't think a four-year-old knows that. I think that's parents, and I think it's people like kind of, I don't know, I don't know, pushing somebody down along a line or this and that. I don't think a four-year-old thinks about it. I'm sorry. I don't. And so if, if, if you're in your late teens or you start to come out that when everybody's kind of going through the, well, what do I like to touch and what do I want to put my mouth on and what do I like? It's like then maybe. But a four-year-old's not transgender. I don't care what anybody tells me. Okay, but I, I, I mean, when it comes down to adults making this decision, when it comes down to, in this guy's, you know, I think a, I think a lot of it 
can be confusion. I really do. Not craziness, but confusion. What's what's the issue here, though? Like, what's the like? Hey, oh, I don't care do if he does it. I don't care if he does it. But my problem is, is that if we accept all of this, we will have to accept the forty-year-old that tells you he identifies as fourteen. You're gonna have to. I, you can identify as fourteen. You can identify as a baby, but that doesn't mean all of a sudden that laws don't apply. Well, wait a minute, though. If if, if we're going to allow transgenders to flip their gender and live as a woman, how am I not supposed to allow a, a grown person to live as a 14-year-old? Because you'd be breaking the law at that point. Breaking if, if what law? They identify... No, Fantone, they're not 40. They legitimately feel as if they're a 14-year-old. You're telling that person, this is, what, this is why I brought this whole thing up, is that you're telling that person they cannot live as the person they identify as, which, by the way, if I was to do that to this person or do it to a transgender person, I would be considered to be intolerant. You can live as a 14-year-old. You can go ahead and dress like a 14-year-old, act like a 14-year-old, but as soon as you start so having we're sex saying, with another person... So we're saying no matter what that 40-year-old does that, that, that identifies as a 14-year-old, that they're not 14. So no matter what the transgender person does, you're still a man. You can live your life as you see but fit. But you're still a man. As soon as you decide to break the law, you've broken the law. They're still a man. Because that's the math you're using, is that no matter what you do, do you're I still think, what you do, are. Do I think biologically you're still a man? Yes. Okay, that's all I needed to get so, to. But but that doesn't that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're allowed to start breaking laws. I totally agree with that. But what I'm saying is, is that if you identify as a 14-year-old and what we do with transgender is say, oh, you're really a woman? Well, then turn yourself into a woman and we'll all acknowledge you. We have to call Caitlyn Jenner her. If you call Caitlyn Jenner him, people come after you. And hold on. If we're going to allow, if that's going to be the case, I don't know how I say to Caitlyn Jenner, well, yeah, that's absolutely a woman. We have to address her a woman. We have to acknowledge that she's a woman. But then we're not going to acknowledge people. And the reason why is because they're going to be guilty of something that makes us uncomfortable. And it, that we feel is wrong as a society. But is it? Whether whether Caitlyn Jenner is... You know whether you identify her as a man or a woman or whatever you feel. I mean, you don't you don't have to. There's no law in place there where it's like you have to call Caitlyn Jenner her. And when it there's comes, social law, but when it comes to but when it comes to if Caitlyn Jenner decides, hey, I'm living my life as a woman, and she goes out and cre commits a crime, she's still going to be. We're not in disagreement here. What I'm saying is is that we accept these people to change their lives because we re we cannot say that that they do not feel this way and they can't live this way and eventually people are going to use this to push the boundary so they can have sex with children and if you don't think america that part of this conversation by extreme leftist liberals is going to be well maybe that is the way it should be i mean they identify you're crazy there is of course going to be that section of society and that's why i'm saying you gotta be i understand wanting to be tolerant of all things but you gotta think it all the way through and what can happen in the end of this you can keep telling me it's breaking a law but if the guy identifies as a 14 year old if I because basically what you're saying is this is that if he breaks that law I'm now telling him you're not a 14 year old well if that's the case then this dude's not Filipino either but if we're to do that Fantone we're intolerant racist bigots hopefully there's people there who are willing to have honest conversation like I am with you right now where it's like okay I don't care if you identify as a Filipino or not because it doesn't hurt anyone doesn't bother if you're anyone. identifying as a 14 year old and having sex with 14 year olds you're hurting someone I, there's the difference the, the people on their side are going to argue that they're not.
And, Aren't I on that side? And no, I'm not saying that you are. I'm saying you got to be careful about what you open your arms to because of what it leaves you open to in the end. Not everything is just intolerance and bigotry. Some of it is like, well, let's figure this out before this snowball gets all the way down the hill and we got 50-year-old dudes just banging teenagers because they identify that way. you got to realize some of this is confusion. Now, there are plenty of 50-year-olds who are out there banging 14-year-olds as just men. It's, it's, and that's wrong. So is there any... So what's the, the, Why I, is it that this is I'm different? I'm telling you the difference is is because we're going to end up telling pedophiles that they're not 14, where you cannot look at somebody transracial or transgender and tell them that they're not that. You're looking to make separate rules for different trans issues, and that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a sticky situation for this country to be in. And this is why a lot of people that are against transgender and think it's a God issue are somewhat at least have a legitimate, at least conversation on their side. I think ultimately that they're wrong, but they have a legitimate concern. And here it is. We're going to see this. This is good. Do you got to understand there are people in this country that just like to push envelopes for the sake of doing it. And this issue is going to do that. Mark my words. I've been right about everything else. I'm going to be right about this. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. When talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, training. And that's the mantra over at Great American Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Miss anything yesterday? Make sure you podcast that right there. That'll keep my boss off my back. Do it. It'll keep me happier and less yelling on the radio. See uh-huh. how that works? Uh-huh. You do what I want, you get, you get yelled at less. Smart. Coming up at 9 o'clock, new tour Tuesday, new Eminem featuring Beyonce, new Keith Urban, new Five Finger Death Punch, all part of that. I'm, I'm excited about all of those, dude. I am. I am too. So this story here, Fantone, I think is going to make you very happy. All right. Uh, as you have picked up another job working in a restaurant. Hustling, dude. I think that's and, six for me right now. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> These damn millennials, I don't want to do any work except for the six jobs that I have. Yeah, Fantone's Jamaican. Just, <laughs> just working every job he can get his hands on. Oh, God. But you're working where? At the Christmas bar? Yeah, it's called That Christmas Bar. It okay. is right next to TD's on, on Tusk. Tusk okay. And uh, it is out of control Christmas. It's not just like, oh, hey, there's some Christmas stuff here. It's literally like Christmas came in and vomited. You can't You've get a called light. it. You have called it Christmas Bukkake. That's what I have in the past, sure. <laughs> That's what you have called it in the past. And they're actually opening Black Friday, correct? Correct. They're open to the public Black Friday. Now, I bring this up because this is all about restaurants. And you have worked in how many restaurants in your life? Countless, dude. From fast food all the way up into fine dining and literally everything in between. So listen to what a restaurant chain in New Jersey is doing, and I'm all for it. Okay. And there are going to be people who claim this is unfair and it's not right and unconstitutional or whatever. All right. But ultimately, I think that this is okay. I don't know where this is going, but I'm going to bet the Constitution doesn't have too much to do with this. I would agree. Okay. I would agree. Okay. But a restaurant in New Jersey is adding 18% gratuity tips to the checks of kids and teens that are there without adults. All right. That the new tax will only apply... To kids who go to the restaurant without their parents, the restaurant's lawyer says large group of kids come in to eat, don't tip, which is not fair to the wait staff. Parents of the kids, however, say their children are being unfairly targeted. 
Restaurant goers also point out that gratuity is optional for all other diners, and it's not optional for these kids. So there, I would admit that you have a solid point. Is this a restaurant that does parties larger than six or parties larger than eight, 18% automatically? automatically. I would so, imagine they do. So they're, they're right there. It's not exclusively against your children. You're there's right other that. There's other, you know. You are right about that. There are places that if you, yes, that they don't leave it up to you. They just automatically fill it in, and it's part of the bill. Right. Now, having been a server... Bartender, which you don't serve under the, you know underage people behind a bar, but I have served. Yes, kids don't tip well because they don't have jobs that pay all that well yet, and they don't understand what it's like to really grind out for a living yet. They will, but they don't know it right now. Yeah, a 17-year-old doesn't get it. And so, therefore, I'm kind of with this restaurant in New Jersey, and so much so that are we not ready as the country to move away from tipping and just add twenty percent to the to the bill, and it covers that person. I'm I'm not going to argue with that. Now people are going to debate on where that percentage should be. Should it be ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty? Well, standards Ooh. always been fifteen, but twenty's probably better. We're moving we're, mo- we're we're moving the goal line, but nonetheless, there is a line somewhere there. I think that would make perfect sense. Um, I, I feel like. Uh, restaurants as a whole kind of get off with a little bit of highway robbery in that sense where it's like, How do you mean? well, I mean, hey, I'm only going to pay you $4 an hour, but don't worry, that guy's going to pay you the rest of it. Don't worry, you're going to be able to live because that guy's going to be able to pay for it. If they just made that standard across the board of like 15% and, 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 and if you do something, because this is what tipping was supposed to be in the beginning, was if you do something exceptional for me, if you do something that really like, like man, that service was good, really impressed me, right. well then yeah, I can throw down an extra 5, 10, 20, whatever dollars I feel is appropriate. But, like, no, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I, really I, de- I dealt with a little bit of this in Oregon just separately. Oregon's got, I, fr- I don't know where they are now, but when I was there, the minimum wage was like $10. Like, like Minimum wage, period. Yeah, like, if like, you work wherever, it's minimum wage. I okay. had to pay bartenders $10 an hour to stand behind a bar. Okay. And what happened was, is everybody thought, well, this will be great for the service industry. But what happens is, is that it turns the customers against you. Because the customer goes, well, I'm not giving you any money. You make $10 an hour to pour beer. And so it makes the customers angry that they're being paid, that, that, a, that a waitress is being paid near what they get paid to do what it is their job. And I'm, that's why I'm always telling people about that. you got to be careful about like raising the minimum wage and stuff. I get everybody deserves more money. God knows I do. But at the end of the day, you got to be careful because it changes the attitude of the consumer. Um, I guess maybe there's a little bit of like... It also made bartenders and servers... Like, honestly, Oregon has some of the worst service I've ever seen. And it's because those people make money and they don't have to be nice to you because their money doesn't come from you. It's still coming from the restaurant. Which I, I guess at that point, it shows you like, all right, well, you can either be like a, a bottom of the tier server and just make the $10 an hour that they're paying you. Or if you put forth some extra effort, maybe people will start noticing that, start giving you more. Um, yeah, it made servers really lazy and have bad attitudes because they knew they were going to make money no matter what. And I guess it, that, it, Welcome I mean, to the welfare state. And is, is $10 enough for you? And if that's the case that yes, $10 is enough for me, then like, all right, do your crappy job. And when you eventually get fired from it. It's like, like anything else. To- 10 is enough for you for a little while, then it's not. And then we'll give you 15, and that's enough for you for a little while, and then it's not, and then it's unfair. And I'm being asked, why can't the restaurant just pay their employees a fair wage? Well, what's a fair wage, Dave? 
like you and I are going to disagree on what a fair wage is. That's why. A. And B, you're making it all about Denny's and Olive Garden when it's not. Where a lot of restaurants, diners and stuff are small businesses and cannot afford this. 15% of sale of sales is, let's say, but that's living wage. So if you sell $100 worth of product, you get $15 from that. I'm, fair, I'm fine with it, passing it on to the consumer, adding it to the bill, and then that goes to the employee. I'm all right with it. But I want to protect the business owner. Well, Having been a small business owner, I'm telling you guys, all of this stuff that you want to do, all this liberal ideology stuff that you want to pay everybody and everybody throw everything in the middle and split it. What it does ultimately is ruin small business. Well, of course, business owners are going to have to adjust their prices. I mean, like that's that's going to be a given because that's what's going to happen. Either you're going to see if, if you're going to see it and it's like, hey, this is the 18 percent you know gratuity that's always added. Customers are still paying for it. Or once we say, hey, you have to do this, all of a sudden your burger goes up 18 percent. I would absolutely support adding tips to checks of like when kids are going to homecoming and there's like 12, 15 of them at a table and now I would totally, but most Two restaurants will already do that. Two of them? Yeah. Because honestly, dude, kids don't know. Any other groups of people that we can apply this to or is it just well, youth? I mean, there are going to be people who say there are minority groups that don't tip as well. So and that's I mean, going to be part of the do conversation. We, do, we, do we open that up? I don't know if we open that up to adults. I, I think th- 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 there's something about the kids thing that is I'm all right with it. To, now to cut that off at the pass, would I support a 20% tip included in all bills in restaurants to cover this? And so the restaurant owner is covered and the employees covered and everybody wins. And ultimately what it is is you're paying more to go out for the convenience of a restaurant. Absolutely. I would sign that bill Today, but you can't ask why the restaurant won't pay a fair wage because you and I will always disagree on what a fair wage is. That's the answer to that. A thousand dollars up for grabs, and also more bad news for Browns fans. That's all next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. You're about to win yourself $1,000 here momentarily. 810, you'll get your next keyword. You'll nice. have a bunch of money. Nice, dude. Uh, people ask me about that Christmas bar where Fantone's going to work opening yeah. on uh, Black Friday. Yeah. It's next to the TDs on Tusk up yeah. there. Uh, run by the same people who really know how to run restaurants. Well, his wife really knows how to run a restaurant. <laughs> Kim is a fantastic restaurateur. She really is. It's uh, it's just cool that this is the first one in Ohio. There's yeah. other cities, other places. Vegas that have done has this. been in on this. My brother, my brother said called me the other day. He was like, "Dude, Fantone's gonna make a killing there." He's like, "Dude, people are lined up around the block at this thing in Vegas." So I got to imagine, yeah, people here in Canton, Ohio, after they're shopping and all that stuff, are gonna come by. They're gonna love it. Worth noting that it's not just like a Christmas e bar. It's the whole thing is 100% Christmas. All the drinks are inspired by uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Smart. You just can't get a Bud Light. There's only Christmas sale. You just can't get a rum and Coke. There's only Christmas cocktails. I'm being asked if it's family friendly. Well, it's a bar, so I'm going to say no. <laughs> I, uh, I don't. I, I, dude, if you walk into a bar and put your like your your toddler in the seat up on top of the bar, like that's uh, that's Kid Rock territory there. No, there's. it's not like a bar grill. It's not like there's food there's options no or food anything. There's no food menu, correct? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of like finger foods and things like that, but it's not like a menu that you're going to be ordering off of. He's looking for high turn over here. Right. Looking for, you, looking for you to come in, enjoy a cocktail or two, and uh, then go out there and either shovel your driveway or, or, or go shopping or do whatever the hell you do. That thing's going to make a mint. I think so, too. I, yeah, I think it's going to be huge. As a matter of fact, dude, a previous employee of iHeartRadio, uh, you know, Akron Canton, yeah. myself and your girlfriend are all coming together. Oh, nice. We're all we're all going to come together nice. and uh, and get, get our service 
my girlfriend is going to be an alcoholic after this is all said and done because sure. she's well she's made plans with everyone like my mom her mom you other people and it's just like dude babe how often are you gonna be there dude just sitting there sucking down Rudolph teenies like woman, just, get it together just just be an Uber's <laughs> VIP customer <laughs> so there you go that opens Black Friday indeed. noon right that day indeed awesome we'll be uh, we'll be sure to stop by. So LeBron James has spoke out about the Cleveland Browns. Okay. He says, I think Deshaun Watson should be a Brown. That doesn't mean that Miles Garrett is not going to be a great football player, but Deshaun Watson should have been our quarterback. It's the same thing, he says. And truth be told, he's right, because we could have had Miles Garrett and Deshaun Watson. And I had said I felt like Deshaun Watson was the best of the quarterbacks that had come out of this draft. Um, it was probably not the best draft for quarterbacks, but Deshaun Watson, before this injury, was looking pretty good. Now, again, I'll remind Cleveland Browns fans, you were not going to look like the Houston Texans this year. Right. They just have a ro- – I mean, do they have a playoff roster? They just do. Um, I'm convinced that right now we don't have that roster. Well, yes, but we have not had that roster in the past 20 years, and we've gotten to this point where it's like, well, we got to build the team, and then and then we'll get the. the but you're not doing it, so you right. might as well take the quarter. Right, swing, I agree. swing the bat, dude. Get it off your shoulder. If you I strike agree. out, you're still out, but at least you're not standing there watching balls just fly by you. Not only that, I think the bigger of the two whiffs was Carson Wentz. Now, again, I'll go back to what I had said. I was all right passing on him because I felt like a $25 million quarterback for the, the team not having anything else was going to be a, a problem. And he had missed eight games at a very small college, and they won all eight. So you didn't know for sure Carson was going to be Carson. But looking back on their play, and I know Carson's had a year and a half versus just like half of this season, I think Carson Wentz is going to ultimately be the bigger of those two whiffs. They're both whiffs. Right, yes. They're both whiffs. You can't deny that you you watched two guys who are better than anything you have available to you right now walk past you. You did it. Um, It's just, at this point, it's like, well, the Browns still, bottom of the barrel, as bad as they've ever been, maybe arguably the worst team in the history of professional sports. Listen to this. With the loss to the Detroit Lions over this last weekend, the Cleveland Browns are approaching some dangerous territory here from uh, from Cleveland19.com. Apparently, they may be the worst team in history hanging out there. For the purpose of this article, they're going to only focus on post-merge of the NFL, which combined the NFL and the AFL in 1970. I call that fair. This is our NFL. There are two teams that are in the discussion of worst team ever when you look at a two-year span, which is what we will use to compare the current Browns. Those teams are the 1976-77 Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the 2008-2009 Detroit Lions. We are approaching the worst team in NFL history. Now, I lived in Detroit when the That Lions, was going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I was in Michigan. And they were. They were terrible. I mean, just absolutely atrocious. A train wreck to watch every single every single Sunday. Um, I think the Bucks. I mean, it was the 70s, so obviously a little bit different over time. And I think that's when they were expansion. So it's like, well, eh, you still suck, but at least you have the expansion. I mean, we've been back since 99. Right. There's, right. N- there's no more like, We're not oh, the expansion. Well, um, I-, I think the Browns just have have to recognize at this point like and I guess maybe they don't have to because like eventually the revolt is going to happen but is it I mean like why, well, what's what, it going to take right. I mean like how if we haven't done it now what, what is it another four losses dude imagine being Deshaun Kaiser 
right? You got LeBron James, the most popular athlete in the state by a mile. Most popular athlete in the world, a lot of people. Commenting about your franchise and basically saying, yeah, dude, Watson would have been way better. What would we take this kid for? I mean, essentially, that's what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, dude, if you're Deshaun Kaiser, you got to so, hate that, right? So, so with the Browns being so bad as they are, arguably the worst team in two years of any NFL team, it's not like next year we're going to have this team together that we can put a franchise quarterback No, but you got to take a kid now. So we have to. You do. I yeah, mean, you like, do. You, you can't make that argument anymore. You have to. And I, I, I know people are going to say Deshaun Kaiser showed signs of life on Sunday against the Lions. Guys, if you don't think they take a quarterback this year, I think you're nuts. Keep him. I mean, keep him. Right. You might as well have an insurance policy. Never like, know. But you got to keep swinging the bat here. I was wrong on Wentz. I, I now again, if you go back and listen to the podcast back then, I had said that Wentz was the best quarterback in that draft too. And I, I will continue to go back to this. I can make the whiff. I don't work for an NFL team, but I did know that both those guys were the better options than what we ended up doing. And so, I mean, I, I don't. At some point, dude, get a guy in there that can evaluate talent for real. I, dude, I don't think analytics lends itself to football as well as it does other sports. Yes, but analytics has only existed within the Browns for the past. Sashi Brown's been around for two years or th- well, yeah. Year? But I mean, dude, this is this is the regime here now. I, I get that the Browns have been a mess since '99, and there were other issues. It wasn't necessarily analytics. I do believe analytics is what's screwing it up right now, and that's what I have to take issue with. Is I don't think it lends itself to football as well as it does to baseball. I just don't. Well, didn't lend itself to baseball all that well either. Is like it never turned into. Well, a, the Boston Red Sox won a World Series with it. Well, I was going to say the A's are kind of the one that are the are the picture of Moneyball, and it's like, well, I mean, that, up until the Red Sox won the World Series with it. Okay. I mean, they did win the World Series using that system. So I mean, but again, you can point to it. It's not necessarily like. And I guess it's 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 not necessarily like you can't use analytics as the be all end all. It should be a part of the equation. It should. There's no denying that. That's why baseball was was more watchable this year. Was that guys knew like, hey, this is the time to swing for the home runs thanks to analytics. But you that can't be the sole right. that can't be the sole decision maker. I agree. Approaching the worst team in Historyville. Yikes. Makes me like him even more, dude. Honestly, I feel like more of a Browns fan now than I did four years ago. I really do. That's that Northeast Ohio hatred. That's just that just that we're miserable and we like being miserable like coming out around in it. We're passing out a thousand dollars every hour. Your next opportunity is happening right now. Your shot at one thousand dollars now. Text the keyword bank to two hundred two hundred. You'll get six nine. Back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We have a four-pack of Canton Charge tickets for the game on the 25th. We'll get you hooked up here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you need on those. 30 days until we get the new Star Wars fan tone. That's 30, it? 30. That's it. Which one is this now? I don't know. Star Wars. Does this one have Yoda and Luke, or who's in this one? Uh, Luke will be in this okay. one. Okay. I forget the name of I forget the name of this one and all that, but I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I thought I'm probably going to wait. I'm probably not going to go see it until I get to Vegas. And go see it with my brother. That's normally one of the things we do when it's like, all right, dude, we gotta get away from mom. She's making us nuts. <laughs> we'll just go, we'll just go to the either the casino or we'll go to the movie theater. We'll probably take my niece to see the Star Wars and she'll be like, I don't get this. What's you guys stupid? suck. This is stupid. Do you have high expectations of this one? Or I it- do because it's in the line of like the series that I've uh, cared about. Okay. Like I didn't like the last movie that they put out, which was from a separate storyline, was good, but I, I didn't like I didn't love it. Rogue One, I believe that one was called. I've, I've gotten confused. I'm, a, I'm I am a, dude. I'm a huge fan of the series, and I'm totally confused about what's happening. I'm a so. very passive fan of it, where it's like, yeah, I mean, 
it's all right, but like You'll this like it, this, right. uh, this 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 new run of like, well, this one's you know it's supposed to be before the last Empire Jedi, but it comes after the Jedi's lost tales, and it's like what I are can't we even talking. About? I know I can't make sense of it. Basically, all I hear is Disney wants to make billions of dollars. Okay, <laughs> like that's all I hear. There's an interesting story coming out of Madison, Wisconsin. It's the only interesting thing coming out of Wisconsin, I guess. <laughs> where, where three different lawmakers are looking to lower the drinking age in Wisconsin. Okay. Now, as far as I know, we have a national drinking age, do we not? 21. It's everywhere yeah. in the country you have to be 21 years of age to enjoy alcohol, right? Um, Am I right on exceptions? that? I don't think so. I don't so. think there are exceptions to th- that. I don't think so. Don't All right. Know. So according to the news station in Madison, Republican state representatives are sponsoring a bill. And one of them says here, I think generally speaking that consenting adults should be able to engage in these kinds of activities without the government getting in the way. I see no reason why we can send young men and women off to war, but they can't have a beer. Now, here's my problem is that I've always agreed with that logic. Okay, but they want to lower the drinking age not to 18, but to 19. And you can go serve this country at 18. So at the end of the day, this isn't going to solve that issue. Right. And I mean, countless of 18, 19, 20-year-olds are not in the military. So you're giving that to them just based on... So why don't we meet in the middle? And I have suggested this a thousand times before. And if you have a military ID, which I would imagine would be harder to fake than a driver's license. I'm guessing there. I don't have a military ID. I'm just guessing that it would be harder to fake than a standard issue driver's license. Why we don't just say as a country, it is 21, but if you have made the adult decision to serve this country in this manner, that we will open this door to you and you alone. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that. I don't, I don't see that being too much of a problem. Um, now, one of the reasons why I don't well, just like standard 19-year-olds being able to have it is what happens is this is that you're 19, you have graduated just this last year, but all your friends are juniors in high school. You're now the beer guy for all your friends in high school. Now, I know what you're saying. Well, if you have a military ID, you're going to be able to do that too. Well, most of the time, aren't you in other places? I mean, not. I don't want to call it deployed, but you're at a, you're at a base somewhere sure. else. Yeah, but I mean, like we can't we can't stop doing things because it's like, oh well, people are going to break this law. Yeah, I mean, people are going to make fake IDs. For sure, so they people are. are going to yeah. try to scam the system. There, that that's never going to happen. That doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean like, all Agreed. right, well, all all further conversation is over. Like, I would agree. I don't know why we can't just very simply and maybe and is that what I'm doing here? Am I oversimplifying this issue? This issue? Maybe I am. But to me, <sighs> if you show me the grown up decision, that is, I want to go represent this country in the military that I feel like you have earned a little bit of an uh, of a niche here that some that somebody else's lazy teenager did not. Yeah, I mean uh, to 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 make that argument, I don't feel like is out of bounds. Like, yes, I understand that, and I guess I, I, we could take it a step further. And it's like, well, if eighteen is an adult, and I mean, I know you and I are going to be like, well, it's not technically an adult. Well, it's it's technically an adult, but it's not really an adult. You you know, you can say that, but if you can if you can enter into contracts, if you can if you can serve the country, if you can have sex with whoever you want to at age 18, why, why don't we make it 18 for drinking? I would imagine what we have found now, and part of this is Mothers Against Drunk Driving, right? right? As I would imagine is what's kind of start. I'm, I'm, this is purely speculation. Drunk driving laws still apply. Right. I mean, it's not- I, But my guess is, is that you have more people in the bars drinking at ages 18 and 19, which puts more people that are behind uh, under the influence behind the wheel. And if we can stop any more to that, that I know that's going to be their argument. Well, then let's make it 25 then. 
You know what I'm saying? I think at 23, you're still not mature enough. You're still not responsible enough. Well, I, maybe did, 30. Uh, again, right, now, okay. this is easy for me to say because I'd be grandfathered in. But, I, dude, I have, I've thought about this, too. It's like, instead of lower it, should we be raising the age of when you can get your driver's license I mean, in this country? And what parents 18? are well, parents are going to bitch. Well, now i got to take my kid to practice, and i got to do this, and they got to drive to school, and like, I, parents are going to bitch. And I'll always say about parents telling me how hard raising kids is, if you didn't think raising kids was going to be hard, then you shouldn't have had them in the first place. And your kid still played football and had a job when he was 15 as opposed to 16, so you had to do it then. Why is it any different Why now? is it any different now? Well, they're uh, looking like, oh, I've hit, well, hit a milestone. Uh, well, you know, and eventually you have to stop paying child support payments too at 18, so like, that's the line. I, I understand that like 18, 19, 20-year-olds aren't necessarily making the best decisions. They're not. 21, 22, 23 But I'm 41 are. years old and, and I made horrible decisions uh, last right, week. Right, Like, And that's the thing. is like If you're going to make the argument that they're not responsible enough to, to make those decisions, can I make the argument that nobody's responsible Enough. I got into an alt. Not. I don't want to call it an altercation, but I got into an argument with a woman in a bar Saturday night. Okay. I was in Georgia's. All right. And I made horrible decisions because what had happened is, is a pretty girl thought she was a pretty girl, and so she got to do whatever she wanted, and she stole our seats. And I had sat down right next to her, and she said something. I was like, I don't want to talk to you. And she's like, What are you talking about? And I was like, You just stole our seats. And she's like, Just get over it. And I was just like, and so then at some point it was like, there was a decision made in my mind where I can let this go or I can dig my heels in and continue to be a dick. And that's what I chose to do. Right. I made a poor decision over the fact that I had a little bit too much alcohol in my system. Right. Right. And so I made a poor decision. So, dude, if I can make poor decisions, so are 18, 19 year olds. Right. By the way, she ended up looking at her friend I mean, and her friend was trying to smooth it over. And she told her friend, oh, just leave him alone. We make more money than he does anyway. So that's why he's pissed. How, how, how old were you? When Which, you- by the way, sweetheart, no, you don't. How, how, <laughs> no, you don't. How old were you when you got your DUI? 30s, right? I mean, 30, 37, January 36? will be the four-year anniversary of it. So we're talking, I mean, so so you made a terrible decision yeah. involving alcohol as a fully grown, mature man. There's people like, doing it to it. There's people doing it right, right now. now. Literally. Right, 8.30 like, in the so, morning. So I... I, I, I think I'm okay with it being 21 because I understand the difference there, but I, I think if you make the legal argument, it kind of makes sense where it's like, well, why can't 18-year-olds do this? What, what, what difference is there? I'm all for 21, but if you have a military ID, you have earned this from this country. Fair. I'm full Fair. I'm full on board with that. They have made an adult decision, and I would say that maybe that means that they can continue to make adult decisions. Now, if I, but, but if I'm an 18-year-old and I decide to enroll into the police academy, I'm serving the country, I'm putting my life on the line, does that give me that right? Firefighters. I mean, and I know this is a different kind of serving your country, but like... It's service. It, right. It I mean, is. There, there's a million different ways people serve their country. Do they have police IDs? I don't know if they have that. Well, I mean, you know, why not? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can show your badge, if you can show your, you know, your whatever, there's some sort of identification. There's it's a, like they couldn't make it. There's a reason why that's not okay, and I can't think of it right now. So in this conversation, I think I would have to be okay with cops too. Yeah, like if you're in, if you're, if you're signing, years old, I mean, if you're signing up for the police force at eight. Can you sign up for the police force at eighteen? I, I I don't know. You know, I, I think I don't, there's not. I, I don't know if there's an age requirement. I don't know. I've not. I've, I've never taken a civil service test for something like that, so I don't know that. Um, I would imagine you probably could at eighteen. I mean, I would imagine that they probably need as many people as they can get their hands on, right? I would, I would I think, think so. I don't know, but if you wanted to open it up to stuff like that, I could maybe get into that. But I, um, I would worry about just taking every 19 year old in the country and giving them alcohol. I would worry about that. More Stansbury show right around the corner. Plus that four pack of tickets for the Canton charge next on rock. One Oh six, nine, the Stansbury show Canton's rock station.
Rock 1069. We have a four pack of can't charge tickets. We'll be passing those out here momentarily. 1 800 243 7625. The number you need on those. Before the break, we were talking about this bill in Wisconsin that a couple of lawmakers are backing. They're trying to get the drinking age lowered in Wisconsin to 19. We do have a national drinking age at 21. And um, we were talking about how maybe what you do is you just take people with a military ID and let them be able to buy beer and alcohol, right? So Andy writes in and says, dude, look, I'm 19 and I'm in the process of buying my own house. I've gotten a brand new four wheeler and a car on a loan and I can do all of those adult things, but I can't go to a restaurant and get a beer. Makes sense to me. Now, if we're protecting kids from themselves about being able to buy alcohol, but we're not going to protect themselves from the predatory loans of home ownership, now that's a fair point. You're not just protecting them from the negative effects of alcohol. You're protecting all of us who me are driving too. out on the streets. Sure. But that's like, true. But like, I mean, it's a thin line, right? I mean, now we did find out because you said, well, what about people who are going to like, you know, join the police force and stuff? So Tanya wrote in and says. And here in Ohio, you have to be 21 to join the police academy. Fantone looked that up during the break. Turns out that's 100% true. I have heard in other places that you can absolutely join the police force under the age of 21, but you cannot carry your handgun unless the sheriff signs off on it personally. Right. So, like, I mean, you're still serving your country there. So, like, Galen writes in and says this would be a great way to incentivize civil service in this country. A lot of countries require a few years during those ages. I don't think we should require it. But using things like you can buy beer would incentivize people into civil service. And he's right about that. Now, I guess. Uh, now, are you going to then push people into this line of work that should not be there right. over a very. But my guess is the job would then eventually weed you out. I guess the problem with that is, is you're going to get, going to get people who make that decision of like, yeah, man, I want beers. Well, yeah, dude, I'll join the military for four years and it's all worth it without really thinking about like what is on the other side of that. I can make the argument 18 year olds are signing up for the military every day without thinking about the other side of what really comes with it. What's on the other side of it, but they're doing it. I mean, true or false, people make that decision without knowing really the ramifications. Sure, I don't think you can know what the ramifications until until you're there, until you live it. But at the same time, I mean, they're not making that decision based on the, 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 of what uh, they get, right? They're not making that decision based on, "Hey, I'm allowed to do something. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to drink now." Um, I, I, okay, I, all right. I, 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 I mean, because let's be real. I mean, it's not like it's an easy road once you get home from service. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're constantly told. That's what we constantly hear. No, it gets that, harder. Like, I hear it, right. Is that is that it gets harder? So are people going to make that decision? You know, in under I, not false pretenses, but out of uh, something that a seems, want versus a need. Something that seems so alluring at 18. When all of a sudden, by the time you turn twenty one, you don't even care. You don't even care. It's not even that big of a deal. That's fair. That I, is uh, a fair point. I, I mean, I, I understand that you know there there is a need for more people to serve in the military, and they probably would benefit from something like that. I just don't know if that can be your top selling point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, but I I do understand the theory of. Man, you can send me to die for my country, but I can't have a beer. Like that is strange to me. Like it, it, that, but again, lowering it to nineteen the way Wisconsin wants to do right. doesn't do that. Doesn't right. fix that because you can sign up at eighteen. I would be all for, and I, I know I've said this a couple of times now, but I would be all for if you have a military ID that we change the rule. This one particular rule for you. I, I think. I just. I feel like at that point, first responders have to be a part of that conversation too. 
Yeah, I mean, dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna be in an EMT and 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 you know you get hit by a car as you're as you're dragging somebody off seventy seven, you're dying for your country. Or shot right? at the crime scene, I right? Mean, like, right. Or if you're a firefighter and you're running into a burning building, and that's you die, the best argument I think you have right there. Honestly, is is the fireman over the EMT? I don't know why I'm gonna split hairs there, but you're right. Running into a burning building, which is I gotta imagine a very dangerous activity. If you're going to do that. To save another person, in my estimation, you've earned a beer. Like I, like there are plenty of people at the age of eighteen that do my job. Now they may not host mornings at, at a rock station, but they maybe do middays or afternoons. Maybe nights is a lot where the younger people work seven to midnight. This job, you, you now look. You can make the argument that I service this community, right? There, and I believe that that to be true. But I don't think it's earned me something that if I was the age of 18, I don't think I've earned that right. Guess, Where a firefighter, I do believe I, has. I guess it's when your life is being put on the line. when you're My life's never on the basis. line. Right. And that's why, I mean, you can make the argument of like, well, you know, politicians serve their country. Is that, is that, and it's like, no, because you're not putting yourself directly into harm's way where first responders and obviously military do. Yeah. I mean, all the, the most danger I put myself in every day is I put my career on the line doing some of the things I might say, but I never put my life on the, well, I mean, I guess technically, I mean, there are crazy people out there, and somebody, yeah, but I mean, now, now you're drawing way too many conclusions there at the end of the day. But I'm, I'm all for it. But I, I, I would, I know the effects of alcohol, and I can tell you as a guy who's, you know, been a bartender, owned bars, and this and that, more 18 year olds in a bar at the bar getting drunk is not what's right for the country. In my opinion, that's not the best way for us to handle that. I, I get it, but it's like... But you are an adult. Right. And so it is. It's it's a strange thing. I know. I can make a million arguments of, well, that's not the safest right thing for the country, but when it's infringing on the rights of Americans, I understand that safety and, and, and what's right isn't nearly as important as your rights. And at 18, I mean, you have the rights of every... You can go into debt. You can you can sign contracts. You can do all these different things. You can things. enter into all these things. Right. It is a weird territory. It is. It's just strange. It's a very strange thing. I do understand that. We have a four-pack of tickets for the Can't Charge Their Game on the 25th of this month. We'll take all our 15 right now at 1-800-243-7625. You're getting hooked up with those. And then on the backside of this, we'll get you hooked up with $1,000 and New Tur Tuesday starts next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. When you get in a car accident, the first thing you think is, I can't believe this idiot just hit me. The second thing you think is, where am I going to get this fixed at? I want it done fast and I want it done right. And that's where North Canton Collision comes in. No matter what type of accident you've been in, big or small, North Canton Collision fixes them all. You can call my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason right now at 330-499-5171. And those guys will be glad to give you a no-cost estimate on your repair. Again, it's North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Your job. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to. No, I just won't play it. That's that. That's just what will happen there. But we do like to uh, play local stuff when we can. I know a lot of people bitch about radio stations not being willing to you know, wrap their arms around the local artists. We're the show that will. So uh, feel free to send your stuff in. But we're going to start this week's episode off with new Eminem featuring Beyonce. This is Walk on Water. Was that her paper shuffling or yours? No, that was her. I thought that was you. I'm looking over there at you like, dude, what are you doing right now? No, no, I didn't do anything. That was shuffling of her papers. Interesting. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
and they're scribbling in the background. So Eminem's probably like writing down lyrics and man, I can't get this right and I can't do this. And I gotta write this first. And I, right, right, right. Okay, all right. Well, Motley Crue's got motorcycle sound effects going in the background. I don't necessarily think Eminem's on a Vroom, vroom. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's fair. Why are expectations so high? Is it the bar I set, my arms I stretch, but I can't reach? A far cry from it, or it's in my grasp, but as soon as I grab, squeeze. Uh, now, here's why I'm interested in this. Is it was, what, about a month ago, I think it was, maybe under, where Eminem made uh, like the news all over again because he had did like that diss on like the president, Donald Trump, and everybody's yeah. like, oh my God, savage, and oh my God, this. And I felt like the rap itself was awful. Like I felt, I was like, man, dude, for, for his standard, this is not good. And so I've been interested to hear something off this new album to see if M still has it. Or it's in my grass, but as soon as I grab, squeeze... I lose my grip like the flying trapeze Into the dark I plummet Now the sky's blackening I know the mark's high butter Flies rip apart my stomach Knowing that no matter what bars I come with You're gonna heart griping That's a hard fight getting to swallow So I scrap these As pressure increases like khakis I feel the ice cracking. This sounds more like bad Macklemore than it does good Eminem. Yeah, his voice almost sounds a little bit off. Like maybe not produced the same way. Different, different. Trying a different, a little bit of a different style, which he does a lot. He kind of oh, like yeah. he'll go back and forth a lot. M does. His pressure increases like khakis. I feel the ice cracking because. You can't deny Beyonce is a good singer. Oh, she's got a voice, but. She does get a little bit, and it's like, oh my god, just sing the note, just like, just hit the note and go with that. Oh my god, that's pretty bad. That the first of the Mathers disc set, always in search of the verse that I haven't spit yet. Will this step just be another misstep to tarnish whatever the legacy love or respect I've garnered? The rhyme has to be perfect, the delivery flawless. And it always feels like I'm hitting the mark till I go sit in the car, listen and pick it apart. Like this shit is garbage. God's given me all this, still I feel no different regardless. Kids look to me as a god, this is retarded. If only they knew it's a facade and it's exhaustive. And I try not to listen to nonsense, but if you bitches are trying to strip me of my confidence, mission accomplished. I'm not Godson, Nas, Rock, Kim, Pac, Big, James, Todd, Smith, and I'm not Prince. So. Nate writes in and says, I've heard 10 seconds of this, and I already wish he would go back to snorting pills. Well, dude, I mean, angry, drugged out Eminem was at is his the best. best. I mean, there's For no sure. question. I agree. Angry Eminem is the best one. Much like LeBron. I want an angry LeBron. I don't want LeBron all pilled out, though. No, LeBron, no, no. Stay off the drugs. Get in that, chi- or that, that cryo therapy, whatever the hell thing you yeah, do. Yeah, just freeze. Yeah, yeah freeze your junk. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Here's what I'll also say about Eminem is that if he whiffs now, it's like, all right, well, we're 20 years into the career. Like, eventually you were going to run out of it. So, like, yeah, I mean, if it's now, then that I can live with that. Well, and let's be real. The dude's whiffed time and time again. I mean, that relapse album was terrible. That was probably 10 years ago at this point. But this won't be his first swing in a mess. Yeah, relapse was not great. You're right. Eminem is like South Park for me. I understand they're both great, but I haven't been a fan of either for about 10 years. 
true, I'm a Rubik's A beautiful mess, at times juvenile, yes I goof and I jest A flawed human, I guess But I'm doing my best to not ruin your expectations and meet him But first, the speed him verse Now Big Sean, he's going too fast Is he gonna shout or curse out his mom? There was a time I had the world by the f***s eating out my palm Every album song I was spazzing the f*** out on And now I'm getting clowned and frowned on But the only one who's looking down on me that matters Now's Deshaun Am I lucky to be around this long? Deshaun Kaiser is he talking about? I, uh, no, I gotta wonder Watson, Kaiser, who knows? Deshaun, am I lucky to be around this long? Begs the question though, especially after the methadone is yesterday fades And the Dresden home is burnt to the ground and all that's left of my house is lawn The crowds are gone I understand that this is like an, an introvert song and it's about him and it's about his feelings But like, wearing these verses, like dude, have a better beat than that That piano's fine for well, Beyonce, but like, you're just leaving yourself exposed That's what I was gonna say here is, I think that the verses of his I, I bet if I went back and listened to isolated vocals and just heard what he was saying perfectly I'd be like, man, he still has it right. But everything else wrapped around him is sounding pretty bad it's Decline the curtain's drawn, they're closing the set. I'm still poking my head from And I expect mind. him to be the best of what's happening on a song he's on. I, I right. do, that's, that's my fair. expectation of, uh, of him. That's fair. And I mean, we still have a minute and a half left in this song, dude. I mean, this has been going on for like three plus already. Jeez. Like, God, dude. Jeez. And everyone who has doubt, remind. Now take your best rhyme. Outdo it. Now do it a thousand times. Should have had Jay Z on this, too. You know what I mean? Little family affair. Yeah. About your rhymes. And as I grow out of sight, Their song together, Renegade, from oh. back in the day, was so good. M's verses in that were so good. But when I do fall from these heights, though I'll be fine. I won't pout or cry or spiral down a wine. But I'll decide if it's my final bow this time around. Cause yeah, she's the weak link here. And it's not because of her voice. I say they both are. The song's got to be better for you to be ripping up paper in the background of it, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, say what you want about the, the you know, the, the Harleys <laughs> and Motley Crue, but Girls, Girls, Girls is a staple, man. Hey, Vince, where? Where, Vince? That song's, <laughs> just, that song's just been paying bitches with daddy issues, dude. Just paying them. Right over there, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Because <laughs> I'm just a man, but as long as I got a mic, I'm God-like. So me and you are not a like. I wrote Stan. And that's the end of the song. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow, Eminem, big swing and a miss there. Fantone, give me uh, give me the vote there. It's a turn. I, I'm a big fan of both artists. I really like them. I wanted this to be more. I feel like I want Eminem to come back, and I want him to be good. But if that's what he's got, dude, I'll just listen to the first like five albums. <laughs> right, exactly. Actually, uh, dude, a, a listener of ours, Pierce, uh, tweets in and says, wow, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? There you go. And agreed. I have to vote that song a turn. It's a turn. Yeah, that was not great. We have the new Keith Urban, his song Females, on next hang on 1069 Teresa will have your next opportunity to thousand dollars she'll give you your next keyword at 1010 this morning make sure you stick around check out Teresa I didn't realize this but Teresa's a big wrestling fan I didn't know that is that right yeah she was talking about it yesterday talking about the Hulkster she's going to Wrestlemania this year she's sexy that one good looking girl yeah she is
I don't know why that matters about her being a wrestling fan, but I think it will probably breaks down that stereotype. Uh, I'm reading this from NBC4 Columbus that rescuers are searching the debris after an Iran-Iraq earthquake killed over 530 people. Yeah, I think it was yesterday when that yeah. all happened. They're still looking for people. It's weird. I don't see a hashtag for that. I don't know, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see America tripping over themselves to to, to, to to be the best white person alive on Twitter. Good I'm not, Lord. I'm not, I'm not noticing that. Can you imagine the backlash if you're the person who starts to help Iraq hashtag? Dude? That's uh, it's weird. Come on, 530 people dead. You would think. I just, I don't. Somebody would care. But I, yeah, I don't, I don't see the hashtag on that one. Dude, we don't care about Puerto Rico. We think we care about Iraq for, bro. Like, come on. All right. So we have the new Keith Urban for New Tour Tuesday. Yeah. This song is called Female. I don't know if I can get the thing stuck to this. Yeah, I'm not. I there are songs Keith Urban has made that I love. Like Cop Car was a song I absolutely loved by his. Now it was actually a Sam Hunt song that he did better, but it or that that Keith had done better. But um, I really like that. He's got a couple other songs I like, but for the most part, I've always kind of viewed him as a little weak. Big in the format though. Big Dipper in the format one time now maybe. Somebody see somebody hits like a girl. Oh god. How does that hit you? Is that such a bad thing? Well, if you're in a fight, hitting like a girl would be a bad thing. Yes, Keith Urban, it would be a terrible thing because you want to win the fight. It's okay that women hit less violently than men and that we acknowledge that. Oh, I knew this was going to be one of these. They're not just soccer goalies, they're this too. I just, oh god, I knew it. That's such a bad thing. A song that they play saying you run the world. Do you believe it? Will you live to see it? Sister, shoulder, daughter, lover, healer, broken halo, mother nature, fire, suit of armor, soul survivor, holy water, secret keeper, fortune teller, virgin Mary, scarlet letter, technicolor, river. You know what happened here? My guess is, I'm just guessing, Keith Urban had a baby girl, right? And then now all of a sudden, Uh, now all of a sudden the wife's in there, they're putting the kid to sleep. You know what you should do? Make the world a better place for all women. You got a daughter now. Sing it. And dude, his wife talked him right into this one. Is his wife famous? Yeah. He's married to to Nicole Kidman, which is the hottest beard of all time, by the way. She did it for Tom Cruise, and she's doing it for Keith Urban. Both those dudes flamboyantly gay, and nobody seems to want to want to acknowledge that. She's the hottest beard in history. Oh, God. Oh, God. Dude, I'm telling you right now, man. I am not kicking the dust up to this. Nobody's <laughs> kicking dust up to it. We gotta get some dust nope. kicked up. Nope. When somebody laughs and implies that she asked for it, just because she was wearing a skirt. Oh, is that how that works? When somebody talks about how it was Adam first, does that make you second best? No. Or did he save the best for last? Are people using that argument that Adam was there first? So I've therefore, heard, I've heard Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. I've never heard like Adam then Eve. Yeah, okay. Adam was first. Stay in your place, bitch. Like never I've heard never that. once heard somebody use that argument, which would, of course, be ridiculous. Sister, 
Yeah, Nicole walked him right into this one. A little surprised the record label didn't talk him out of it, right? Oh, in today's day and age? Yeah, but to today's audience, I mean, like, country music fans aren't going to want to hear this, right? Ah, uh, country female fans will. Okay. I My guess. I don't know. But yeah, you could be right. But you know what'll happen. There he'll be up on stage. There'll be a video board with a bunch of women from other countries all crying about their struggle. But, and But isn't that a huge turnoff to the country artists? Like, isn't that placating to PC culture? Yeah, a lot of those dudes in, like, plaid shirts and cowboy hats are going to go get a beer. And yes. I've said this before. I mean, the dude's not from America, so it's like... Dude, yeah, he's so not. You've got, so you've got this foreign dude up there singing about how women are, 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 are equals, and, like, I just feel like that's a big turnoff to it, country It music. is going to turn off a lot of them, yes. I mean, why not just say Black Lives Matter at the end of it? You know what I mean? Like, God, dude, maybe piss, piss he does. Every way you can. Maybe he does. This will be the theme song to, for some women's movement. He'll get paid off. Oh yeah, dude. When it comes to when it comes to breast cancer next month, oh, breast God, cancer yeah. month. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be on every commercial. Like Pepsi supports. You know, and every, everybody's gonna pretend the song is great. And for me, because he didn't write this, I would imagine. Somebody presented it to him. So why didn't they take this to a strong female like Miranda Lambert or somebody like that? Like at some point, somebody's going to knock Keith Urban for like, bro, if you're talking about how women need to be treated equally, they don't need you to be the face. So they need a man to be a face of it. The only thing I'll say about that is that like men have to be a part of this conversation. Like like, I I would agree on that. I understand what you mean. But like when it comes down to it, the issue is, is the way men treat women as opposed to, uh, you know, how women are behaving, how women are acting or anything. So I just feel like maybe a man needs to sit other men down and tell them what's wrong with them. So we got the very manly Keith Urban to do it. Nice. I remember when he released that song, I want to kiss a girl. Sure you do, Keith. Sure you do. I want to put a dipper in. Not doing it to this, dude. Not doing it to this. Be happy to put something. Oh, never mind. Stop it. She's the dreamer's dream. She kicks the dust up. No, she's not doing that. She's the queen of kings. She gets the thing stuck. It is kind of catchy, though. Like, that part's catchy. It, it, it's not my favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's catchy, but... It's not something I want to so catch. Is, so is herpes. Right. <laughs> but, but I'm not trying to go home with that. I like the woman. <laughs> yeah, this song is about empowering Jeez. women, yet she's not allowed to sing. She's not allowed to sing. Phantom, give me the vote there on the new Keith Urban. It's a turn. Um, I, I, I don't think that's in going to be a hit in any sense. I don't think country radio is going to wrap their arms around it. I don't think the audience is going to wrap their arms around it. But the bigger problem is, dude, that just wasn't good. That was a bad song. Brian writes in, says, Stansberry, even Miranda's too masculine to sing this crap. <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely right. That song was a massive turn. It's a turn. Wow. Keith Urban, just huge swing and a miss. We have the brand new Five Finger Death Punch for oh, you. Oh, here we go. It's going to get a lot better next. We have that for you. And because of that, we'll also give you candle box for sitting through it. Five Finger and Candlebox tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9.
Trophy Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here from North Kenton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. Hello, Rock 106.9. Nearing the end of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino in Northfield Park. There already played you the new Eminem featuring Beyonce. Played you the new Keith Urban. Fantone and I both agreed on both those songs. They were turds. Yeah, dude, I mean, just big old stinky turds. They were bad. That Keith Urban song was bad. That was not good. We now have the Rock Song of the Week. This is by a band a lot of you uh, really seem to like. It's going to be so bad, dude. It's going to be so bad. This is New Five Finger Death Punch. And my (laughs) guess is, yeah, this will be pretty. This will be manufactured anger at its absolute worst. I'm guessing. Their song's called Trouble. Oh, yeah, dude. Five Finger right out of the gate. This sounds like Five Finger. Songwriting, where's all the? Well, I mean, country music just adds crappy songwriting. Where, where's all the songwriting critics now? Looking for trouble, trouble looks for me. That's how it's always been. That's how it's gonna be. No, you do. You beat your effing wife. Like, dude, you punched your wife. That's not, dude. That's you looking for trouble. Right. Like your wife didn't walk into your fist. Dude, <laughs> right. You punched her. You Jeez. balled it up and hit her. Trouble looks for me. That's how it's always been. That's how it's gonna be. I'm looking down on. You're both looking at one another. How did nobody see each other? <laughs> he does sound cool for what they do, though. Oh, there's no question they do what they do well. I mean, yeah, like, as far as like a corporate bought and paid for, right? Just get in there and sing it. I don't care if you're not pissed. Just make make these morons think you're pissed, and they'll buy it. Yeah, he's good at it. Smell the monster energy drink from here. <laughs> I mean, dude, like that's who this guy is. He wears monster energy drink or like wristbands on stage. And I'm supposed to think that this band's like, dude, when, when people bitch to me about Luke Bryan and they go, five finger death punch, man. I'm like, dude, just so you guys know, real metalheads, real to the honest to God metalheads, look at five finger death punch as the nickelback of metal. So, like, dude, as you all you guys want to bash on Nickelback and wear Five Finger Death Punch t-shirts, it's the same band. I'm expecting I'll have the case of D to come up anytime now. We're all just chalk lines on the sidewalk. Okay. All right. All right. And musically, dude, I mean, it's not reinventing the wheel. No, they're as simplistic uh, as it gets. But if they drive well. They're like, don't, 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 yeah. don't. And like, that's, I mean, that's, they do it well. It's heavy metal kiss. That's yeah. what it is. It's heavy metal kiss. Does it confuse you? I thought I used you. I thought I used you. Oh, Luke Bryan's the worst songwriter ever. After your trophy, he's on top. Really? No regrets. 
dude, None. I would assume there is no regrets for Ivan Moody, dude. He would have been in a crappy cover band if, if, if Five Finger wouldn't have happened the way he is. This dude is living his maximum life Motor right Grader now. was the band he was in, was right? Was he in Motor Grader? I, I, was, I'm pretty sure he was in Motor Grader. I did not know that. But Motor Grader was never going to be anything. No. It's very much like Corey Taylor. Like, Corey Taylor was in a band. And then the record label was like, oh, dude, we tried to sign Mushroomhead, and the guy said no, so let's go to Iowa. We'll take nine dudes, and we'll make Mushroomhead 2.0, and that's exactly how Slipknot got to be a thing. Stone Sour was a band first. They dragooned Corey into, into Slipknot, and then now he went back and then formed Stone Sour again after the label was like, yeah, dude, you're kind of the man. Go do whatever you want. And I bet you at the end of the day, dude, if Mushroomhead and Slipknot could trade bank accounts right now, <laughs> they'd do it in a heartbeat. I would think so. I heartbeat. don't know that, but I would think so. But that's how that happened. It's looking for him. Awful. Well, you got to have one of those. Oh, do a guttural scream? You got to get it. You got to have one of those in there. How <laughs> also I know we're going into the breakdown. This is always the fun part, too, where you listen to a guy who can't play the guitar play it for like 45 seconds all by himself. Thirteen, you're angry. Your mom found your Pornhub subscription. This is the song for you. Yeah, your stepdad Derek is a dick. Yeah, why won't he let you smoke cigarettes? He's the worst. (laughs) They have had had songs that I've loved though, like legitimately, I've really liked. But they're always the same. Like, they never... But again, ACDC was always the same. Pearl Jam was always the same. I mean, formulaic. Dude, all greatness in music, and I wouldn't call this band great, but all popularity in music is always a formula. Even your favorite artist. It's a formula. Like, take a guy like me. I love Tom Petty. That's a formula. Tom Petty had a formula. Well, there it is. There's there's your fake aggression song of the day. Just faking it until they make it. Five-figure death punch trouble. Phantom, give me the vote. It's a turn. Three for three across the boards, and that might have been the most turdy out of all of them, dude. Wow. That, was, that was not very good. I'm going to completely disagree here. Okay. I believe that five-finger death punch out of the three artists we played today made the best track for their particular format. Okay. I don't think that's a great song, but I think the Five Finger Death Pan, uh, what are they called? Five Finger Death Punch? Oh, sure. I feel yeah. like whatever their army or navy or whatever they're called, <laughs> whatever like they, that group of the, the Death Punchers or whatever the hell they're probably called, I think they will absolutely like that. So I'm going to vote half a turd on New Five. <laughs> half a turd. We do have a pair of tickets for Candlebox. Their show is going to be at the Hard Rock Roxano Northfield Park. We'll get you into that. We'll take caller 20 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those for Candlebox. Also coming your way at 1010 with Teresa is your next shot at $1,000. Be sure you're listening to her. Aside from that, we're done for the day. Be back at this live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great afternoon. See you. The Stansberry Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9.